Welcome to NavChat, the show for the New Zealand orienteering and navigation sports community. Hey everyone, welcome back to NavChat. Today it's just me. Tom's busy romping in the South Island, so let's let him have a have a good time down there and I'll just get you guys up to date with the news and also another guest interview with Lizzie Ingham today. So I've just had quite a good time over the weekend at Pukapu uh, Central Champs. We had a middle and a long distance. That was the second set of racing I've done in quite a long time. We had an event the weekend before. And so as many of uh, the orienteers in New Zealand are feeling at the moment, things are not as sharp as they wish they were. But for many of us, we've got these races coming up in the South Island in January. So we'd like to be sharper than we currently are. Uh, those of us that got some racing in over the weekend are feeling a lot more confident going into the races in January. And uh, Lizzie was also there over the weekend. So uh, it was great to see her. And yeah, let's hear her guest interview and see how she's going uh, given the, the choppy season we've had and the races over the weekend. Hey Lizzie, how are you going? Yeah, not too bad. Nice to take yeah. a break. Yeah, how, how are you after the weekend? Um, not too bad, eh? Um, legs certainly feel it it's first time racing in a while. Um, yeah, and f- first time in soft ground for a while as well. I can feel um, my ankles are yeah. a little bit sore getting out of bed this morning. Just the first step was like, oh man, <laughs> there's a few sore bits. Yeah, just some things that haven't been trained quite so much recently. Yeah, it's funny, eh? So I've been doing plenty of running in the mountains, but it's, it's definitely not the same as running in the sand. Yeah, for sure. So w- what other orienteering have you been doing in, in the past year? It's been really messy for most of us. What about you? Yeah, well, I mean, I definitely noticed it the, the weekend. That was my first technical orienteering in six months, and it, it really showed. Um, so, I mean, the, do I remember the first half of the year? I'm not sure I do. Yeah. Definitely not since Queen's birthday. Queen's birthday down in Christchurch was the last, um, let's say, forest orienteering. Um, we've had club events and we've had we've had some good sprints up here in Taranaki, but yeah, it's been very stop-start, as cool. as it has with pretty much everyone, I reckon. Yeah, I th- think that comment came around a number of times over the weekend that uh, this was a bit of a shock for people who hadn't done much. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so you've got some local sprint stuff in uh, in around New Plymouth. What 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 are the maps like yeah. there? Oh, look, we've we've got fantastic sprint maps, so that's all good. Yeah, um, plenty of yeah schools, polytechs, and bits of bushland to connect them all. So they're they're small areas, but we're pretty good at making the best of them now. Yeah. Cool. And jumping back a little bit more, how long has it been since you returned to New Zealand from Norway? <laughs> uh, it'd be almost bang on two years now. Wow. Yeah, it kind of seems like only a year ago, I think, because there's, I haven't really seen you that That's... often. No one's really seen anyone yeah, for like two years now. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, there hasn't been, well, this year there's been a it's felt like you're missing out a bit more on what's going on overseas, but certainly 2020 was a write-off. Yeah, that was a write-off. It's been a weird one. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So what was the main motivation for coming back from Europe? 
Um, for me, it was it was time to take a break, get back to family. Um, yeah, come come home for a bit. And the plan was pretty open. I didn't know if it was going to be for six months, 12 months, 12 years. So um, COVID kind of made that decision for me yeah. um, for at least the time being. Um, but yeah, no, it was, it was a really good, fortunate timing, but the decision itself was nothing to do with COVID. It was to come back to come back to my roots. Yeah. Yeah, that's cool. It's, it's great to have you have you back, I think. Um, good, good for the competition for sure. Um, so yeah, in this, the, this past two years that have been a bit messy and kind of everything's getting cancelled, have you had, had any troubles with motivation or yeah, thoughts there? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And it's like, like I think for everyone, it comes and goes, um, you know, to begin with, it was like, oh, we don't know how long this is going to be. Maybe there will be a season. So kind of keep trying to train. Um, I've had a couple of injury issues along the way, so it was actually quite a relief when I, there's no competitions. I can take the time to, to rehab and come back yeah. and do it properly in good time. Um, but then this year has definitely been kind of dragging along. Not sure, yeah, motivation-wise, not sure quite what you're training for. Or, you know, I thought entered Oz Champs, um, thought that's something to good to aim for and train up for and then that was fairly quickly going down the tubes mm-hmm. um, and now now the same with Oceania so it's it's hard to kind of set yourself a, a goal or an aim and then have that delayed or moved constantly so I, I think it's perfectly fine to feel that lack of motivation um, for me it's kind of that probably un, unfounded fear that I won't find that motivation again when it does come to you know uh, the opportunity to race overseas yeah that's right i have noticed times when i haven't been quite so motivated and wondered if this was the change of something bigger but in hindsight it's always been quite good just to go with the flow and the motivation has come back quite naturally yeah maybe that was my body telling me that i needed a bit of time off so yeah that's good to to hear you're not kind of grinding against it Nah, nah. I mean, every time, I mean, even this weekend or like nationals at Easter, you go to a, a larger event, you see everyone again, and that buzz just comes straight back. So yeah. it'll come. Mm-hmm. So, what's the training like for you uh, at the moment, given this uncertainty? Um, I'm just ticking along. Most of my training, to be honest, is just staying, uh, say, staying mentally, mentally um, fit. So, you know, like I'm working full time and when I get home from work, going out for a run or, or training, that's my mental unload and that keeps the fitness ticking along. So it's, I haven't had any focused training or even training structure for a long time, mm-hmm. um, but it's that base fitness and I know you'll, you'll have found for sure given um, your injuries and coming back from, from injuries, if you've got that base then you know that when you do focus your training and you get a training plan in place, you can get that top end fitness back pretty quick. So yeah, so it's yeah. just keeping ticking along and enjoying what I'm doing, not yeah. stressing about it. Yeah. I think that's, that's really good, good insight there. Yeah. And I have noticed 
that just how important it was to keep some hours of doing something, even yep. if it was just walking, just to keep the routine. And yeah, that did keep my fitness from kind of dropping off too much. And my body was just used to do, spending the time doing stuff each day when I got back to running. Yeah. So yeah, yeah it's not sure. that like going for a walk is a failure if it just keeps that training slot and that routine in the day. I think that's yeah, yeah. really good. I yeah. think it's I think it's far more important to um, I want to say enjoy what you're doing rather than because if if you are worrying about you know having structure and um yeah proper training all the time, but then your events keep getting put off and put off and put off again then the fatigue will come in and the motivation will drop. But if it's yeah, just going and doing what you want, then the base is there for when you, when you can launch mm -hmm. off. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. And hopefully there is some, some launch off for Oceania or whatever it is now. <laughs> um, I felt like I've done orienteering last weekend and then yeah, sorry, like nine days ago. And then um, this week or eight yeah, eight days ago and then um, this weekend, the last two days. So that's three yeah. races, feeling a bit more confident. <laughs> um, and that's possibly all it's going to be before before heading south and taking on some other races. So, yeah, I think that's probably where, where everyone's at. So it should be yeah. fair, fair enough. Uh, and it, it should, should be, be pretty level playing yeah. field. <laughs> Yeah, I, I think so. Um, I've just had a look at the program and the terrain does look good as well. Well, that's it, yeah. it's uh, It looks like still awesome areas. Yeah. Good company. Yeah, yeah, good next company will be, will be cool. And yeah, summer in the South Island is always good. So I look forward to seeing you uh, down there at, at, not, at not Oceania, um, <laughs> whatever it is. And looking forward to yeah doing some racing with the with the community and um, yeah connecting again yeah it'll be awesome to see everyone get back into it get yeah. excited for 2022 yeah yeah that's right i i am optimistic um, yeah. yeah i think we're, we're all optimistic but we yeah realistic as well yeah maybe as it we're, comes. we're at the stage <laughs> we're scared to be optimistic but yeah. the time will come when we're um you know it's the right time to be optimistic and we are yeah, probably going to be too cautious just because we've learned to be cautious yeah. over the past two years. Yeah. So hopefully this is the, this is the real time where we do open up for real. Let's hope. Yeah. All good. Cool. Thanks, Lizzie. Sweet. See you there. Cool. So that was nice to hear from Lizzie. I think it's fair to say that we're all facing different challenges uh, over the past two years with a lot of orienteering being cancelled. And it's cool to hear that a lot of other people have found other sports, found other uh, pursuits to keep them occupied while a lot of the orienteering has been cancelled or postponed and the season's just very uncertain. So um, Lizzie and I, yeah, still enjoying, enjoying the running and enjoying training. Uh, maybe the structure isn't quite the same, but yeah, we're still doing that because we enjoy doing it, not because we feel... Um, some commitment to you know keep training as if the next race is everything but it was really cool to catch up with people on the weekend to hear the other things that they've gotten into over the past two years things to keep a, a really healthy lifestyle going so yeah that was great and yeah we're all, we're all looking forward to next year being um the 2020 that 
we thought was going to happen um, and yeah, kind of getting back to having a season that uh, builds towards some big races where everyone can attend. And uh, January will be a good time for us to um, get a, a taste of what uh, the rest of the year might be like as New Zealand progressively opens up. So I wanted to talk a little bit about this progression from not orienteering season to more into the orienteering season. And uh, we call it rustiness when you haven't done much orienteering and you pick up the map for the first time and things just don't go right. You, you know, you're doing behaviors that uh, you just wouldn't normally be doing when you've had orienteering races every weekend or every second weekend. And so I had some good performances on the weekend and um, I think it really helped for me to break that rustiness the weekend beforehand. So uh, let's jump back to last week and I'll talk a little bit about the um, approach that I had. So I knew I wanted to take uh, the Prokapu champs reasonably uh, aggressively. I wanted it to be a good blowout. And that meant that the preparation actually started the weekend before where we had a local event near Levin and I did a proper warm up. I kind of had a start time and I had um, some, some spacing between uh, the other um, runners on, on that course. And I knew I was going to be overtaking some people. So um, that's also an important part about uh, kind of race simulation is that you are seeing other people and, battling it against your distraction when that inevitably happens. So uh, we'll um, jump across to have a quick look at that map. So uh, this is the race. It's, it's not super technical because there's no trees, but it's, it's good enough to blow out the cobwebs and practice that pre-race routine. Try to get a, try to get some nerves going so that the, anxiety and nervousness you feel before our actual race isn't totally unfamiliar. So it was really useful for me to, yeah, have a good crack at this race um, just over half an hour. So perfect for a middle distance simulation and pushed really hard and got into that red zone where your brain is, it feels like it doesn't have enough time to grapple with the navigation and you're having to battle between this trade-off of focusing on your feet and focusing on the navigation. So that was really useful for me, I think. And of course, this is the actual race for the middle distance on Saturday. And you can see just how detailed this map is and how tough a lot of the terrain is. There's a lot of vegetation and a lot of dense vegetation. It's really slowing you down and pushing you around. And I think if you haven't had, uh, a good chance to experience that at race pace in months, then it's, it's really tough going and your process gets destroyed from the start and you never find a good rhythm with the navigation. And yeah, I was grappling with this from the start. I would have been much worse off. I think if I didn't do some serious orienteering the, the weekend beforehand. So, um, and, and also it's really important that if you are doing a race simulation, that there's other people around as well. I think the distractions are one of the main things you're trying to, uh, prevent yourself from being derailed by. And you can see here, I was doing 
fairly well by myself, caught some people up at eight, floundered for nine, and then totally wasted time on the way to 10 doing this big wiggly wiggly line all the way to 10 because there were people around and I was frantic and I need, need more practice. And I think I wanted to reflect on just how um, important it is to have some races that you take seriously before the big race so that you can actually do better in the bigger races. And this is something that I've noticed overseas for myself as well. I, I'm just so nervous before these big races and I haven't had enough preparation before them enough other races that replicate that level of um, stress and pressure. And so I'm, my brain's pretty crippled going into some of those bigger races because I'm so stressed. Uh, I managed to get, get that balance a lot better on this second day, this long distance yesterday. Uh, I was a lot calmer and very, I think, confident in my own ability going into it, knowing that I didn't have to run hard from the very first control and um i think you know when, when you're you've when you're relaxed like that you can do some really smooth navigation and um i think that's what i did just the whole time i was smooth small small little wobble at four but my navigation was just really confident and i saw some other people and just wasn't faced just ignored them knew that I'm, I'm better on my own. And that was a totally different mindset to what I was like the week before when I was doing that um, kind of a simulation on that farmland map. And so, yeah, that this is really useful, I think, to do a kind of simulation where you can show yourself how fragile your process is and really buy into the idea that you need to concentrate and you can't just orienteer well because you want to. You actually have to have um, a lot of practical steps put in place. So, yeah, I, I felt like I was just really realistic about where the difficulty was on, on this course yesterday and didn't blow up on any of the difficult parts. It's just really relaxed. So it's good to be able to go into a race that you're taking seriously and be relaxed, which is not what I've experienced overseas. I've gone into big races feeling quite nervous and often been very twitchy when I catch someone or someone catches me and I do something silly. So this was good. Uh, we'll jump into some, some other news. So yeah, the, the junior camps have all been split up into three different junior camps. There's an Auckland one and there's a, a Wellington Wairapa camp and uh, a Nelson one. So that's great that these camps are going ahead and that uh, a lot of the juniors have a chance to catch up with people they haven't seen for much of the year because so many of the races have been cancelled. So yeah, really happy to see that those things are going ahead. Um, so other not so good news is there's been quite a big fire in Woodhill Forest, which <laughs> the first thing I, I heard of that, you know, I was just... I had a bit of a disaster image in my head of the whole thing being burned down. All of Orientation in Auckland is dead. Uh, fortunately not. It's fairly contained. But yeah, decent, a decent few blocks got, got burned. Uh, it looks like the fire started from the beach and kind of came inland and um, yeah, burnt down, burnt down a decent chunk of forest. It hasn't really affected any 
maps. It's quite far north in Woodhall Forest. Uh, I don't think we have at least any um, up-to-date maps. I'm sure there's an old map somewhere out there that's um, been affected, but nothing that is in the, the current use cycle. So yeah, that's just um, yeah a bit bit close to home, I guess. And hopefully we we don't see anything else. But yeah, if summer gets hotter and hotter each year, as it seems to be doing, uh, you know, risks like this are, are on the cards. So yeah, that that's very sad. And hopefully we don't see anything more uh, like this affecting some of our um, treasured orienteering areas. Jumping forward a little bit to the New Zealand champs in 2022, which is held in Nelson. Uh, there's uh, a notice here about the areas that are embargoed. So um, that of course tells us where the races are, um, but also where you can't go training. So we've got a urban sprint at uh, Nelson College and I'm assuming there's some surrounding, possibly some surrounding areas. So um, yeah, looking forward to that. Uh, There'll be some, some fast technical campus racing and Motoroa Rabbit Island. Uh, we've got the, the relay uh, there. So um, no training there, guys. But I'm sure there's other parts of um, Motoroa that you are allowed to use. But um, if, yeah, if you look specifically at the Abago locations, you know, Rabbit Island's a fairly big area. Um, take a look at the locations that you are and aren't allowed to use. And this is also just good practice to remind yourself that areas do get embargoed and sometimes it's not super obvious. Um, you know, there's not a notification on your phone telling you that. So those of us who are doing training do need to stay on top of these things and check the ONZ website for embargo notices. Uh, so yeah, we don't, you know, destroy the kind of sportsmanship of, of orienteering by uh, going into some of these areas and being familiar with them, even if it's by accident. Uh, and the final area is Cannon Downs, which some of us used fairly recently for a training camp, but um, looks like it's the area being used for uh, the long distance and the middle distance. I've heard it's a complete remap though, which is a massive relief because um, the map we were using was very old and very strange, actually, very strange mapping. Um, so I'm looking forward to seeing the new map and looking forward to, to racing there. We just had a one, one day um, of a training camp there where we um, did some long route choice stuff uh, and it, it was cool. Uh, but I think if it's mapped accurately, uh, it'll be very cool because you'll be able to be confident with some of the gaps through the trees a lot more and some of the beach forest there uh, is amazing if it's if it was was mapped accurately um it's yeah it's it would take a long time for a map to draw properly i think the visibility is low um, the, the going is tough and the terrain is uh, pretty extreme so yeah looking forward to looking forward to that but for the nelson folk no training in those areas for now and I wanted to um, share this if you're interested in sprint orienteering and specifically knockout sprint orienteering. Uh, there is a, a presentation that um, Malcolm did with uh, Orienteering Australia and uh, Orienteering Australia and ONZ are kind of 
joining forces a little bit more where there's a bit more collaboration and COVID has helped us a little bit because everyone's doing things online on video calls. So uh, this this last one that Orientary in Australia hosted, Malcolm, who's one of the more experienced people in Oceania with knockout syringe, he says he's not very experienced, but um, no one else is experienced. He's actually set some knockout sprints and studied a little bit about the races in uh, Europe, the knockout sprint races that have been run so far. And he's got some, some good tips on what tends to happen. And here's a, a quick example you can see on the page there of three different options that you have to choose between before you start. 20 seconds to choose which variation you would like. And you don't know what the other, because it's a mass start, you don't know what the other competitors on the start line have chosen. So it's quite different to anything else that we've done in Orientarian so far. Uh, it's a very different style. And for the purists, they're you know, cringing at this kind of stuff, but it makes for quite exciting racing. And I'm almost too nervous to do one because it's very fast paced and very cutthroat. So, yep, we're going to see a lot more of this very high pressure, pressure racing to come. And, you know, if, if you're, if you, if you like the pressure, then, um, this is, this is cool. And it's not just for, for the elites as well. You can, you know, your age grade can, can mass start and there's these added dimensions to build the pressure, like choosing variations on a short sprint course. So yeah, it's pretty cool. I, uh, go to the ONZ website and check out uh, the knockout sprint discussion. Uh, there's a presentation and the uh, recording of the, uh, the video call there to check out. And uh, the last thing is jobs. Um, this would be cool if we can have a monthly job section um, as we started last week. So um, quick, quick recap on that. Congrats to Ronan Lee who got the job that I was offering. So he's um, helping out over summer designing these power pack rough paddles and some uh, a new style of orienteering control flags. But the next job that's on offer is it's not me, Payne. It's uh, ONZ, and they want a new events liaison officer. So that was previously a job occupied by Russell Hyam from. Uh, Red Kiwis, and he's decided to step down after some years of doing this job. So, you know, it's it's back back on the market, and it's it's mainly some some admin stuff. There's a bit of communication between ONZ and IOF uh, with regards to world ranking events and some other requirements. And then there's some uh, other jobs helping out uh, general manager and some of the other ONZ staff. Uh, so yeah, if anyone who's um, confident doing stuff online and um, a good communicator and yeah, can work with documents and Excel spreadsheets, then hey, there's, there's a job on offer inside Orienteering, five to seven hours per week. Uh, so you can jump onto the ONZ website to check this out. We need a new event liaison officer. So yeah, that'd be cool to see um, the, the team uh, get get reshuffled. There's yeah a few of us now working for ONZ and um, yeah bring bring some fresh faces in. So definitely encourage people uh, to to apply. It's not a huge commitment and flexible hours and stuff. So 
yeah, that, that's cool. So that's most of what we've got uh, this week. And Tom will be back with this month, sorry. And Tom will be back with us next month. Uh, in the meantime, uh, keep, keep up whatever is, is keeping you active, whatever is keeping you engaged. And I hope to see many of you at the Oceania or um, the races in the South Island. And yeah, putting putting our skills to the test in whatever whatever grade suits you and whatever length course suits you. Um, it'll be great to see everyone again, even if we're super rusty. If you liked the show, please support it by sharing this podcast with one person who would benefit from it. The best place to find more content like this is at genebeverage.nz where you can find years of training blogs, race reports, podcasts, and coaching videos. If you don't want to miss future episodes, I recommend subscribing to my newsletter by visiting genebeverage.nz or by following on social media, Perfect Flow on Facebook and Gene Beverage on Instagram. For Q&A, send messages to nav at perfectflow.nz.